Welcome to the Hope Story Podcast, where we share resources, encouragement, and hope for families of children with Down syndrome. Here's your host, husband, dad, and founder of Hope Story, Rick Smith. Welcome to the Hope Story Podcast. This is Rick Smith, and I am here with someone that I'm super excited to introduce you to, and her name is Carissa Carroll. Carissa, welcome to the Hope Story Podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, Carissa is a mother of a child with Down syndrome. She is also the founder and executive director of Jack's Basket. And so if you do not know about Jack's Basket, you need to know about it. And so I'm going to let Carissa tell you all about Jack's Basket. So Carissa, tell us about Jack's Basket, how it started, what you guys do. Give us the whole scoop. Yes. So we celebrate babies with Down syndrome. We are really a parent-led organization that connects new parents that receive that diagnosis either prenatally or at birth. And we congratulate them connecting them with a local parent and um, providing the free resources from a variety of organizations, Down syndrome organizations, from Help Me Grow, just things that I know when we were navigating this new journey with our son that were super helpful. But also when you have a baby, you are showered with gifts. So there's a lot of newborn gifts, um, age appropriate up to a year. And then the other part of our mission is we are reaching the medical community, really impacting providers because they want to have these resources. They just aren't exactly sure of where and where to send them. But impacting their provider bias if there is some in how they deliver as Hope Story is really making an impact in the healthcare community in the hopes that a baby with Down syndrome would be welcomed like any other. That is so awesome. So tell me about the day that you decided to start Jack's Basket. How did it come about? Well, actually, it was it was shortly before Jack's first birthday. And as we had discovered more and more of his life and how we wouldn't change his life if we could, and how much he had taught us, it was really uh, a desire to congratulate another family, knowing in that first year, we just met so many families that would leave the hospital or the clinic without any information. And what was uh, a new mom had come over, actually, her daughter was seven months old. And I, and you could tell she was still in that period of grief, of grieving what she thought. And I thought, wow, seven months, I had asked her, have you met with any other parent that has a child with Down syndrome? And she had said, no. And I said, well, tell me how you were told your daughter's diagnosis. And she said, seconds after her baby was born, she hadn't even seen her daughter a nurse practitioner in the room yelled out, get this baby to the NICU. And I thought, here she's a first-time mom. That is how she found this life-changing news out. And it just broke my heart thinking, how did that impact her grief at this point, seven months down the road, of how, how families are told and their ability to kind of navigate and accept their new lives? And I said, well, tell me about your experience in the hospital. And she said, in the three weeks we were there, as her daughter was working on feeding, she said, not one person congratulated us while we were there. And that broke my heart. And I thought, no family deserves to ever be treated like that. As we know, the miracle of life and um, how people flood your room and congratulate you after you have a baby, it also made me think, well, as you're leaving the hospital, is this how the world is now going to look at us if we have a child that is uniquely different? And so... 
I said to my husband, I said, Chris, I want to go back to the hospital on Jack's first birthday. And I want to bring a gift to a new family that will receive the same unexpected news. And I want this letter in there to tell them about all the things he's taught us in that first year. And I asked a few friends to also write letters of how their lives have been changed for the better. And I stuck all of the resources that are free and available to these families because it shouldn't be based on your economic background, any, you know, the language you speak, all, all of this should be available to every family. And we found out through the wonderful ways of Facebook that a family had received one of those baskets that we left on his first birthday. And she shared in her kind of reflection of receiving this basket, she said it brought hope and encouragement for her son's life. And she continued on and she said, and it was the only congratulations we received while we were in the hospital. And I it just broke my heart. It was like this bittersweet, like, I'm so thankful we were able to bring encouragement to this family. But it also was like, why is this happening? This is to, at that time, that first basket that went out was in 2014. This is not a new diagnosis. How are families not receiving accurate information? I mean, where do we go to Google? Well, there's a lot of inaccurate information, right? And um, so I basically drove around to every hospital in the Twin Cities area, St. Paul, Minneapolis area. And I would show up even if it was one of my friends that was having a baby and after the visit was over, I'd swing by and I'd say, hi, at the nurse's station, I'd say, can you just tell me what you do here when a baby's diagnosed with Down syndrome? And they looked at me like, I don't know what we do. And he said, well, let me tell you about Jack's basket. And that was the start of what is now we've celebrated 2,250 babies in 49 states and 17 countries. Because my hope and desire, as I had mentioned, is that what if every baby uniquely created with Down syndrome was welcomed and celebrated like they deserve to be? What if every family received a congratulations and hope and encouragement for the future? It would impact their first steps. It would know that they would know their baby is worthy of celebration. And it would also equip this need that providers can now have a resource that they can say, here, here is in one place, all of the different variety of resources. And, but first and foremost, let me congratulate you on the, the birth or the, you know, your pregnancy, which whenever it comes that diagnosis. And so we're continuing to change families' stories and coming alongside families and partnering with local DS orgs and national DS orgs. And so we're just changing the world in regards to the narrative around Down syndrome and excited to do this work and, and also just a lot of us that are farther down the road from that diagnosis experience is is empowering other parents as you do with hope story to be hope advocates to share your story because our truth is although it's shocking and unexpected whenever you receive this your child changes your life for the better and that's the narrative that should be driving these first conversations not the personal bias of the person that is sharing the diagnosis with the family yeah i mean what you guys are doing and what you've done is so great. I mean, I, I told you this earlier, but I am just so proud of you and proud of what you guys have done and just really 
just encouraged by Jack's basket and just how you have used your experience and your child's story to bring hope to others. I mean, you guys really are a hope story. When I think about someone who is a hope story, you guys are bringing hope to other people by the way that you use your story. And I just couldn't be more proud. For all of you that are listening, if you have a new child, if you have a young child with Down syndrome under one years old, or if, you have a, if you're listening to this and you have a friend whose child has just been diagnosed with Down syndrome, or recently if they've had a new baby with Down syndrome, you have got to go to Jack's Basket and request one of these baskets. They're just filled with great resources. And I can tell you, as a parent who has been in the room when my child was diagnosed with Down syndrome, it would have been so encouraging to have gotten one of these baskets. Because quite frankly, I don't think a lot of our friends knew what to say. I don't think they right. knew if they were supposed to say congratulations or I'm sorry or they just didn't know. And to get a basket celebrating Noah's life would have been just so special to us. And so if you're listening to this and you have a friend and you're curious, what do I do for my friend who just had a baby with Down syndrome? You need to get connected with Jack's Basket and get them a basket. You've got to do that. And so I'll put a link in the show notes where you can request a basket. One other thing I want to touch on is because we're in, when we're recording this during the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020, I don't know if that's the right technical term, but we're in the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. Lots of things are going virtual. And if you're listening to this, what you may not know is that nonprofits, small nonprofits, large nonprofits, they do not have money trees in their backyard. You may think (laughs) that they do. They do not have money trees. And the way that organizations raise money is in part because of generous donors, people that believe in the mission and go, hey, you know what? I want to get behind that. And so a lot of times during the year, organizations will have fundraisers, concerts, other really cool things. But because of COVID, people are really needing to be creative in the way that they do that because we still want to bring hope. We still want to do the mission. And so the thought is, how do we raise funds? And I was so encouraged by seeing what Jack's Basket is doing to raise funds this summer. And I I want to tell you about it. And well, I'll let you tell them about it. It's Burgers and Baskets. Tell us about this. Yes. Well, in this time, we want to still get together and we typically would have an in-person Burgers and Baskets family event for those of us that have a child with Down syndrome or a family member. And we're shifting because we're all home to have this event in our own backyards. And this idea of Burgers and Baskets actually came from one of our board members, Ryan, who wanted to share the mission of Jack's Basket and why he is a part of it with some colleagues. And so he originally, the very first one is he invited his colleagues over, a few of them, with their kids And he talked to them about Jack's Basket. In that time, they actually filled a basket, a few baskets. And in this case, we thought, well, we can't gather in person. Let's go and encourage people in their own backyards. If it's simply spreading awareness, because many times people don't know why do we have to celebrate babies with Down syndrome. So if we, if you like burgers and you want to be a part of filling a basket because these items, as Rick said, it's, it does financially take 
some donations, but we would love to send a hosting gift to you if you're able to help us fill a basket. So we're hopeful that you'll invite somebody to your backyard, talk about our mission of how we celebrate babies with Down syndrome. And then we're also giving away some really fun prizes where anyone that RSVPs, we will send you if you win a Weber grill, a backyard speaker, any of these things. But it's a simple way to just hashtag burgers and baskets, Jack's basket, and say how you've been impacted by somebody with Down syndrome. And just spread if you've learned today or you've known about Jack's basket, but just say a nationwide burgers and basket night on Sunday, June 28th. We'd love for everyone to join us. Well, I think that is really, really great. I wish I would have thought of the idea, but I didn't think of the idea. And so if you're listening to this, man, I would love for you to get involved. I'll put a link in the show notes to Burgers and Baskets. I'd love for you to get involved and help them fund these baskets. I mean, it's a really tangible way. You know, if you're listening to this, this podcast, a lot of times, you know, parents may wonder, hey, what can I do to make a difference? And, you know, we live in this really bizarre time in history where we we call these people influencers and we say, well, man, if I don't have, you know, thousands of people that watch my Instagram story, or if I don't have an organization that I started, then I can't make a difference. And that that is really a lie. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. listening to this can make a difference in some way, shape or form. And I think Burgers and Baskets is a really great way that you can easily make a difference. And so check that out. I'll put a link there. Love for every single listener to host a Burgers and Basket in their backyard. Socially distance, you know, obey all local ordinances. (laughs) Don't send any emails about people getting closer than six feet. Patrol your own Burgers and Baskets. At Hope Story, we believe one of the greatest gifts for new parents of a child with Down syndrome is a friend who also has a child with Down syndrome and is a little farther along in their parenting journey. That's why we're working to connect OBGYNs with families raising a child with Down syndrome so they can connect their patients with parents who can offer friendship, encouragement, and hope. We call this the Hope Advocate Process. To learn more and to sign up to become a Hope Advocate, simply visit hopestory.org forward slash Hope Advocate. And now back to our show. Well, again, I could not be more proud of what you guys are doing. And what's really great is we were talking about this earlier. There are so many incredible Down syndrome organizations really across the globe. There are national organizations. There are local organizations. We are big fans. Personally, I'm a big fan of the local organizations. I want every parent to be a part of their local organization and and find friendship and community. I'm fans of the national organizations like Jack's Basket and all the other ones. And you know what? Everyone, what's great about this is the more people that you can have doing good work, the better is what I think, because there's a lot of work to be done. And so I'm really excited for what you guys are doing and and the creative way in which you're doing it. Well, thank you. I have always had this heart and desire from the very beginning. If it's Jack's Basket or Jane's Basket, it really is. We really, truly care about these families. We do want them to know about the variety of resources because we know that what works for one family may not be the jam for another family. And so to have them have a space that says, we're all in this together because we care about you and your family and your child to live the best 
life that will go out and impact people to say, my life has worth, my life is going to make your life better if you give an, and, and that's the thing that these opportunities to be supported by our whole community is a really a gift that all families, no matter their background, should know about. Well, no one has a patent on hope, right? And so the more right. people that you have bringing hope to others, the better. And so here at Hope Story, we are behind Jack's Basket. We think they are awesome. And hope if you're listening to this, that you will get behind them too, because you will be encouraged. You will be blessed if you get behind Jack's Baskets. But now I want to transition a little bit and talk about not you as a founder of a nonprofit, but as you, the mommy of a child with Down syndrome and a wife and all that entails. And so I have read some of your birth story online. I could relate to a lot of what you wrote. And I would love for you to just share a little bit about your journey having a child with Down syndrome with our listeners. Well, Jack was born in 2013, and I can still remember we were headed to the hospital, and labor uh, was going much faster with him. His older brother was just about to turn two. And I, even for this birth, filled out the birth plan. So if that says anything about my personality, I'm kind of a type A planner. And we were getting settled in the delivery room and my OB, who I love, was off for the evening and her partner in the practice came in and said, you know what, I'm actually going to go have dinner. And when I come back, we're going to welcome your baby. And so I was super close to delivering Jack before she left the room. She had said, Jack's heart rate had dropped really low and everything got tense in the room. And she had just said, I'm so sorry, we have to do an emergency C-section. And I had remembered that a nurse had said to my husband, Chris, we'll be back for you. And I was in the operating room and about to have this emergency C-section and a few other memories is a mask being put on my face. And I said, can you go get my husband? And the doctor had said, well, I'm sorry, he can't be in here. And I awoke to a woman saying my name. And I, again, this was not how I expected to deliver my son, not even being awake and all of those emotions. And Chris was waiting in that original delivery room. And while I was in recovery, a nurse and a nurse practitioner walked into the room and the nurse practitioner handed Jack over to Chris and said, are you aware of trisomy 21? And he must have looked confused because she said, well, Down syndrome. And she listed off characteristics that Jack was showing. And she said, well, just enjoy your baby and left the room. And Chris kind of reflects back. Um, he hadn't really had many life experiences with anyone with Down syndrome. So he didn't really know what that meant for our new baby, if he would live a few days or, you know, a few years or what. But I was brought back about 45 minutes later. And I was still kind of going through this grief of not being awake. And he brought Jack over to me and he said, this is our baby. And they think he has Down syndrome. And I can remember crying out and really a lot of fears. How is this going to change us as a family? How is this going to impact his older brother? Um, this wasn't what I had planned. So many of the feelings that you know, you go through. And I think because I had gone through that emergency C-section, we slept that night. And um, I woke up the next day and um, this nurse came in and I can still remember Jack's in the bassinet and she came over and she looked over at him and she said, look at your precious baby. 
And when I feared that the world would not accept Jack, a complete stranger came in and and just looked at my baby for who he was, our son. And she really reminded us that's who he is. And we had been anticipating his arrival and praying for him as through the pregnancy. And although it was shocking and unexpected, this is our baby. And reflecting back to have someone like that nurse to come in was so impactful. And she's been, that's a part of our diagnosis experience. And I think you go through a lot of fears, or at least I did of what is it going to be like to raise a child with Down syndrome and have different needs and things like that. And one of the things that I also remember was calling Alicia. And I had actually been a nanny for a five-year-old with Down syndrome. So even having experience with their family and knowing what Kirsta's life was like, I still had these thoughts. And I said, Alicia, you're never going to believe it, but I have a son with Down syndrome. I just had Jack last week. And she said, not for a million dollars would I ever change who she is. And I was I clung to these parents that were loving and living their lives with their child with Down syndrome, knowing that although I don't know what this is going to look like, life is good. And when I received all this hope and encouragement, it helped me get through that day of, you know, the appointments or the this or that. And it was so encouraging. And I always say being connected with other parents was the best resource to us. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, that, that's, you know, just having someone that can sit across the table from you or talk to you on the other end of the phone and just tell you, Hey, you're not alone. You can do this. And just someone to give you hope. And, you know, it's funny how, you know, it's interesting. I can remember our son Noah is almost nine and I can look back on our journey and remember certain phrases or events or people in my life that really made an impact. I remember when Noah was born, somewhere right around those first weeks or months, connecting with someone from our local Down syndrome organization in Dallas. And she said, there has never been a better time in the history of the world for someone to be born with Down syndrome, something like that. And I mean, I, I have never forgotten that sentence. It was so powerful. And I just needed someone to tell me something like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I just didn't know. And, and I needed someone to encourage me. We all need that. Absolutely. And back in 2013, as you're up late in the night, and you're scrolling while you, if you're feeding or whatever, trying to get baby back to sleep, I was scrolling and I found Noah's dad. And so I will say that I was very encouraged by your life with Noah and your encouragement to share our story because that provided what started as a blog for me of just writing out these feelings and being okay with it being just my processing life with a child with Down syndrome. And your story impacted my story and our stories impacting others. And it brings great encouragement as we've learned to new families. So thank you for all that you've done for our community through sharing Noah's life with all of us. That is really encouraging. Thank you for sharing that. You know, but the truth of the matter is anyone listening to this, 
we all have a story and you never really know the impact and the power that your story has. And so I encourage you to, you know, share your story. You, you never know the difference that your story can make in the life of someone else and how that how your story can bring hope to someone else. But what our reality is as families is one thing that I didn't realize and it broke my heart is that as we share our stories, we're also have become advocates because I didn't know that I had to advocate that Jack's life is worth living. And that's the part that has been when people ask me, what is the hardest part of having a child with Down syndrome? Many of them are actually asking if it's media or if it's this or that, or if it's a friend or family making assumptions about what is what life is actually like. They're assuming I'm going to come out with all these challenging challenges of Jack. Well, I've got two other kids with one less chromosome than Jack, and they've got me on my knees. So I know parenting is hard and challenging and things like that. But the hardest part on this journey has been advocating for his worth, advocating for his opportunity to have, you know, if it's school or it's this or that of saying, you know, I just wish people could see him as Jack, as a son, as a brother and not grouping our kids in. We They have commonalities, but the biggest influence in Jack's life has not been that extra chromosome. It's been the family and the friends that have been invested in him to live his best life, right? Isn't that how we're all impacted? And so I think to change that narrative, to speak our truth, and that's one other thing that we're doing, that our stories, as you've encouraged us to share it, should be what should be told to new families, that our lives have been changed for the better. We're more patient and kind. We, um, a thing that Jack has taught me is to start seeing people instead of generalizing people. You know, just start understanding that although someone may look, learn, or talk differently than you, they are a person created uniquely and worthy of impact, you know, celebration and have the ability to make each of our lives better. That is so good. Thank you for, for sharing that. I think, you know, we live in this society that are, we may not overtly say this, but we live in this society that really assigns value based on function. We know what can you do? Do you have a doctorate? Do you have a master's degree? Do you, are mm-hmm. you a, uh, lawyer? Are you a trial lawyer? Are you a doctor? Oh, are you a surgeon? You know, we we assign these values on our zip code, our schooling, our, where we, you know, all of these different factors. And the truth of the matter is your worth doesn't come by what you do. It comes by who you are. Absolutely. And so I, I think that is really, really, uh, really good. And what, what I want people to know is that people like Noah, people like Jack, that they have uh, incredible value and purpose, not because they are going to score a certain number on the SAT, but because they were created in the image of God and they have value and purpose and worth. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. What has surprised you about being a mom to Jack? Oh, what has surprised? Um, That life doesn't look much different than I, I think initially when we got the diagnosis, like I said, some of my fears, Um, as in he does you know, if we're an active family, like, Hey Jack, of course you're going to, you're going to ride your bike. It just may take a little more practice than it did for your siblings. I think that's been the surprising thing. I talked to another mom that she was like, I'm just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. Like I kind of have been like, 
almost made this assumption that life is going to be so difficult. And you're like, yeah, there are certain parts that are difficult. But again, that's a part of parenthood. It's it's challenging. So that's been, I think, the biggest surprise. But our lives look pretty typical to any family. We're a mess. Everybody's, it's a circus at our house. Like my kids don't have matching socks. I mean, it's just, yeah. I think that is the thing that life is, life is life. Like we wouldn't want it to be any different. And oh gosh, Jack has such a fun personality that I, he has this cracking up all the time with his, if it's what he says or he does, or just like, oh, Jack, you make us laugh. And when anyone's in a bad mood, so like, He'll say, Luke, you happy? And um, it just, it brings this joy that is so hard to explain to other people that you're like, oh, life is so much better with Jack. Yes, I I can totally vouch for what you <laughs> what you just shared. And, and I would just tell, I tell people, you know what? We wouldn't change a chromosome on him. Having Noah has been truly one of the greatest treasures of my entire life, one of the greatest blessings. And I think... Before mm-hmm. having Noah, if I heard someone say that on a stage or something somewhere, I would say, that's what you're supposed to say. You know, that's just that, that that's what you, you have to say that. Sure. But really, I would say, no, this has been a net positive for us. Truly. So, so glad to hear you say that. Well, and I remember a family that was in the process of adopting a child with Down syndrome soon after I had Jack. And I was like, no, you're signing up for this? Like, I, I'm, I don't understand. And it was something that so in, was so encouraging to me that what don't I know about this journey that people are, there's a whole long list of people that desire to have a child with Down syndrome. And now I understand why, right? And it's hard really to articulate. It's, you know, talking about all of the lessons. I will mention Chris and I, also are goal oriented. We want to work hard, all of these things. Like we're kind of outcome based people like goal. And Jack has truly helped us realize it is about the process and it's helped us to slow down and appreciate that process because that's really what life is about. It's in the daily, the little things that you work up towards that goal. And Jack, we've said, why not Jack? Jack's going to achieve all the things. It just may take a little more practice. And in that we live life with more intention of the little things and the process. And I feel like that is another gift that he's given us. That is really great stuff. Well, what are some of the dreams that you have for Jack and how are they similar to dreams that you may have for your other child? Yes. Well, faith is a huge part of our, our uh, lives and our family. So for Jack to love Jesus and share Jesus with others is a goal that we have for all of our, our kids. You know, a dream for him is that he would continue to impact others for the better. And I think that not putting a value on what it is that he achieves, just like you had mentioned early, by who he is, reminding that each of us have a purpose So I think that I'm going to let that be his dream and watch that unfold. That is awesome. Those are really great dreams. So thank you for sharing that. Are you the parent of a child with Down syndrome and interested in sharing your story on a future episode of the Hope Story podcast? 
If so, please visit hopestory.org forward slash podcast and let us know. We may end up featuring your family's story on a future episode. And now back to our show. Okay, a couple more questions. What are some of the resources that have been helpful to you as a parent of a child with Down syndrome? I would say that the parents that are raising children, as I mentioned, to be the best resource to me, um, finding like-minded parents that I would respect, not just their parenting style, but their values and things like that. I think your local Down syndrome organization, I can still remember going to the first step up walk and seeing thousands and thousands of people coming alongside saying we celebrate individuals with Down syndrome was super impactful that, you know, first year of Jack's life and, you know, support groups that are local that you're raising your kids in the same school district so that you can learn from each other. And obviously online communities, you don't have to clean your own living room. You can meet and touch base with families online. And then one of the other resources, Gigi's Playhouse, was where I met my friend Jenny. And we have been friends for the Jack's lifetime and going there and being a part of those programs. So again, I think being a part of this community has been just so loving and supportive. The other part is I really encourage families to be bold and brave to tap into their community of friends and family that don't have a child with Down syndrome because Jack tells his own story. So sometimes it's this brave choice to get out there and, you know, he may impulsively do something that I'm completely mortified or humbled by, but those, my friends, kids are learning about Jack and Jack's learning from them. And so I will say it's been a helpful thing for us to grow our kids together. Getting out there and being in your school and your community is super important because again, I think that when we shy away from those opportunities, we're almost contributing to the ignorance of what our child's life is like. And so that's kind of a long question to your resources, but I will say our family and friends community that don't have a family member have been super supportive and a resource to us too, because they've loved Jack for Jack. Yeah, those are all really great resources. And you know, here we are, 2020, what a time to be born with Down syndrome. I mean, honestly, you know, what, what someone told me almost 10 years ago is even more true now. There has never been a better time in the history of the world for someone to be born with Down syndrome. There are just so many resources and community and, and all sorts of great things. Absolutely. And you just think of the heroes, the parents that said to that doctor that when they were told not to take their child home, that they were to put them in an institution, that those families said, no, I'm going to take my child home and love them like my other children. And they did that without any resources and without a community of support. And I just really, those are hope stories too, because we do have therapists and teachers and those people that have, it takes a village to raise our children and to say like, oh, Jack's PT is like his his aunt. And when I showed up and I was a mess that day, she just took him and worked on his goals and I could just take him back and be his mom. And so I'm very thankful for all of those resources. All right. Last question. 
And the question is this, what would you tell a parent whose child has just been diagnosed with Down syndrome? I would tell them, congratulations, you've been given one of the best gifts and I can't wait to see how your life changes for the better because of your son or daughter. And um, I'm here for you. If you need me at any time, I'm here to let you know that life is good and um, your baby is precious and a gift. And I can't wait to watch this beautiful love story unfold. That is great. And if you are a new parent of a child with Down syndrome, you need to connect with Jack's Basket. Get a basket. If a friend is not bringing you a Jack's Basket, you need to send them a message and get you a Jack's Basket because it will bring you hope. And so check it out. I'm going to put links to some of the things that we mentioned in the show notes, which you can find on hopestory.org. And I am so thankful and glad for Jack's Basket, for everything that they are doing, Carissa, for the way that you guys are stewarding the story of Jack. And I just want to say one thing that that really inspires me and, or encourages me is the excellence in which everything is done. When I look at your website or your materials or your materials that you guys produce, everything is just so well done. And, you know, excellence is one of those things that inspires others and honors God. And I mean, you guys are really excellent in the way that you do your work. And so I want to commend you on, on that. Oh, thank you. It has taken a lot of people that have given their talent and love and time, and it takes a lot of people to put this together. So it's certainly, I'm grateful for all of those people that have allowed us to do what we do. All right. Well, Carissa, thanks for being a part of the Hope Story podcast today. Thank you for everything that you are doing. We are here for you guys. We're big fans of you guys. To everybody else, thank you for tuning into this episode. And we will talk to you soon on the next episode of the Hope Story podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hope Story podcast. On our website at hopestory.org, you can find this episode's show notes, subscribe to our email list, and learn about how Hope Story is working to connect every OBGYN in America to a family raising a child with Down syndrome through our Hope Advocate process. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Hope Story podcast.